For those of you listening to me, gosh, as long as 20 years ago, but even before that, my real um, passion in life was dealing with turtles. I was big in tortoises, but ended up working for a number of the years actually with sea turtles. And back then, we, we had this, we want to call it a mystery. I guess it is a mystery. You hatch the little turtles on a number of beaches, the Florida beaches, those even in, in, in Mexico we worked with, which is the Atlantic Ridley's turtle. And it went away. We didn't see them until they were young adults. They were just kind of gone, and no one really knew where they were going. Well, now there's some new studies. It's kind of interesting, so... I don't want to bore you to death with it. I'll just do a few minutes on it. But it's just something I've dealt with for over at least 40 years. Let's see, 50 years. And it's a new study that's helping to solve that mystery of where sea turtles go during their lost years. And we hope it's going to inform conservation efforts to protect the threatened sea turtles, which are every major, well, every sea turtle right now is threatened in its own natural habitat. New research indicates that the legendary Sargasso Sea, which includes part of the Bermuda Triangle and has long been featured in fiction as a place where ships go derelict, and, and in the fiction they actually just disappeared. Well, truly, though, this part of the sea may actually be an important nursery habitat for young sea turtles. In a study led by a University of Central Florida researcher and published very recently in the journal Proceedings of the Royal Society, researchers presented evidence of baby sea turtles arriving at the Sargasso Sea after entering the ocean off the east coast of Florida. The study was the first time that green sea turtles have been tracked during what we call those early lost years I had mentioned earlier, which is defined as a time between hatching from their nest, in this case along the Florida coast, and heading into the ocean and and into their teenage years when they would return to the coast habitats for several years in the open ocean not much was known about where the sea turtles went or what they're doing during these years which is where the lost years description comes from the new findings echo the teens previous research we've been looking at this for like i said 30 years folks that showed baby loggerhead sea turtles arrive also at the sargasso sea The results of these studies are helping to solve the mystery of where the turtles go and will also inform efforts to conserve the threatened animals, especially during those delicate first years at sea. Florida's Atlantic coastline is a major nesting area for green and loggerhead sea turtles. I've tagged them there myself, which are iconic species in conservation efforts and important for their role in helping maintain ocean ecosystems. That's according to University of Central Florida biologist associate professor Kate Mansfield, who led the study in collaboration with Jeanette Weinickert at Florida Atlantic University. In my sea turtle days, the scientists long assumed that after hatching and going into the ocean, these baby sea turtles would just probably passively drift in sea currents, such as those circulating around the Atlantic Ocean, and ride those currents until they were later in their juvenile years. That green turtles and loggerheads would continue in the currents, but that some might leave the currents and go into the Sargasso Sea was not really ever considered or predicted by long-held hypotheses and the assumptions in the field. At least that's what we all thought back then. 
we found that the green turtles, though actively orient to go into the Sargasso Sea and in even greater numbers than the loggerheads themselves do, tracked out in their earlier work. Granted, their sample sizes weren't huge, but enough turtles made this journey that it really throws into question our long-held beliefs that about the early lives of the sea turtles may not really have been correct. Let me throw this in here because I, I always do this in defense of science. When you find a new science, you do have to change your mind. There was some complaints and things all through our COVID days here. Well, they're still around, but at least it's not like it was. Well, they have one idea, then they have another. Then they Well, that is science, folks. And you take the newest information you have and apply it to what you already know. And at some point, you finally do figure out, at least hopefully most of the time, what's going on. Because this is a surprise to me, and I've been chasing sea turtles 60 years. For those of you who like your science fiction, the Sargasso Sea, located off the east coast of the United States in the northern Atlantic Ocean, has often been featured in popular culture, such as in Jules Verne's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, as a place where ships could become derelict when trying to travel through the thick mats of the floating brown sargassum algae for which that area is named. The researchers were able to track these turtles by attaching advanced solar-powered tracking devices just only about an inch in length to their shells. Really not quite as simple as it sounds, because they also figured out they had they, they required determining the optimum adhesive for applying the sensor, which is interesting because it's different for green sea turtles than it is for loggerheads, because for some reason the green sea turtles have a much waxier shell. The tracking device is designed to fall off after a few months and does not hurt the turtles or inhibit the turtles' shell growth or behavior. In the current ongoing study, 21 green sea turtles less than a year old had transmitters affixed and were released in the Gulf Stream Ocean currents about 10 miles offshore from the beach where they were originally hatched. The turtle release dates from 2012 to 2013, and researchers were able to track the sea turtles for up to 150 days. Of the 21 turtles, 14 departed the Gulf Stream and the North Atlantic gyro circulating currents and entered the western or northern Sargasso Sea region in the western Atlantic Ocean. That's according to the study. This is compared to the 7 out of 17 loggerheads that left the Gulf Stream and entered the Sargasso Sea in a study that was just finished previously. These studies, in which we've learned where little sea turtles go to start growing up, are fundamental to sound sea turtle conservation. Because if we don't know, folks, where they are and what part of the oceans they're in and what's important to them, we're doing conservation blindfolded till we found that out. For me, after all these years of pondering over it, to see how the little guys, the little sea turtles, are traveling and utilizing the ocean is amazing. The ocean is our future, folks, and we must have the ocean to save the sea turtles. But in essence, they're also what we call an indicator species that shows us the overall health of our oceans. Dr. Mansfield, who is one of the scientists, says next steps for the lost year's research will include looking more closely at differences in orientation and swimming behaviors between turtle species. Understanding the role of sargasm 
that's the algae folks, and what it plays in the early sea turtle development. And they're going to be testing newer, smaller, and more accurate tracking devices that will last longer to learn more about the places the babies go and how they interact with their environment. As I often say when I do these little science tidbits, it may be a little bit more than you might want to know about sea turtles, but we all need to maintain an interest and a desire to learn just how our world ticks. And we learn that each time we learn something new about any species that we're studying, whether it's monarch butterflies or endangered large cats or sea turtles. It all helps us paint a picture of what we need to know as we progress and the world gets more and more people on it uh, in the billions now, almost eight billion. Sometimes I have people say, well, why did we spend, I don't know what, this was all incidentally funded not by government money. This was funded, this research comes from nonprofit organizations that gather the money. Uh, Sustainable Coastal Systems is one of them, National Center for the Integrated Coastal Research. They collect these monies from people like me that send them a little bit here, a little bit there, till they've got the money to do the project. But I always have people say, well, why are we wasting our money finding out where sea turtles go? We're not. We're learning one more thing about this little planet we live on, we call Earth. Let's hope that 2021 marks the start of a year and a decade when we can finally take climate disruption as seriously as the evidence shows we must. We understand the problem and know how to deal with it. Many solutions exist, and many more are being developed daily. Consuming less of everything, including energy, rapidly shifting to renewable energy, and protecting and restoring the green spaces and wetlands that store carbon are all things we've been doing, but we must do more. I kind of find it fascinating, not just us, but governments in general. Governments develop climate strategies, many of them very good. They know the science now. And then they turn around and buy a pipeline or frack the hell out of the landscape. I mean, which side of the fence are they on, folks? In the long run, it is not sustainable. We've got to get into it now. We've said this thing actually for almost 30 years. As much as I try not to get political, declining education standards, especially around critical thinking, have made many people more susceptible to the, well, I call it a barrage of conspiratorial and other false information flowing through social and conventional media these days. That information, from client science denial to outlandish conspiracy theories that are just ridiculous if you even listen to them, is intentionally produced by people determined to maintain their most, mostly in my estimation, unearned privilege no matter what the cost to the rest of society. We can, and we must do better. But it's going to just take more, folks. I hate to do this because I, I, I walk, talk about it each week. But it's going to take more than just changing our diet, buying e-vehicles and conserving energy. As, as important as those are, we must adapt our economic systems to current conditions and work on solutions that may not fit within the profit and grow paradigm that we live in now, including massive reforestation projects, better environmental regulation, of course, better education, 
strengthening women's rights and family planning to stabilize population growth in a reasonable way. Most of us just really want to live healthy, happy lives where friends, family, and experience mean more than money and stuff. We are the majority and so must continue to speak out and speak loudly. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matters.